welcome to the Into This Podcast. This is podcast number three. Uh, a little disclaimer, this podcast is not sponsored by Sony or Canon yet. Uh, I'm with William Topa. Hey guys. My name is David Tran and yeah, this is the third episode. So today's topic is going to be less, I want to say the words like deep, uh, less <laughs> spiritual. spiritual, I guess, less mentality things. It's literally straight up, we're going to talk about gear. And we're not like gurus or like super engineers about all these these things. We're just going to give our knowledge on that. And Literally. But I mean, no, we're not gurus, but we are the, I, I figure a great example of people that use photography gear on a daily basis, right? So why not share opinions with people who use the gear on a daily basis also? True. So what Actually, we did before is, we start, yeah, yeah, go. it's kind of been a while since we last recorded. True. Maybe do a little catch up on what we've been t- up to or what you've been up to. I know you went on a, Good idea. On a trip recently, no? Which trip? Uh, Mo Megantic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, talk that about that. True. Any takeaways from that? Well, just quick, quick. Um, yeah, Mo Megantic is like one of the nicest hikes, snowshoes, winter experiences you could live here in Quebec. It's like a um, three-hour, four-hour drive from Montreal. Five. Well, five for me, <laughs> yeah, because of the snowstorm. But it was beautiful. Like, uh, I was actually writing uh, about it today, and I remember, like, just recalling back that at the bottom of the hill there was like barely any snow it was freaking cold but there was like hardly any snow and i swear to god at the top of the hill it was the next level so that just explains to you like all the realms of possibilities of pictures i we were able to to capture over there but yeah a great snowshoeing experience great photo experience uh it was a great trip that's cool and that's you cool. uh well we went uh, to oh, toronto yeah, together as well good jeez uh shout out to our family at totem academy yeah uh, yeah, we went to Toronto for an event uh, of a friend of ours. We experienced Toronto. I've never been to Toronto, personally. Uh, <laughs> Lame. Three, day, th- three days there, and I almost want to, like, move there. So, But I, I'm trying to make um, what I have now. I'm trying to make the best of it and yeah. go from there. Well, what was cool over there is that we were people from Totem, and uh, that we could talk about whoever those people are in a future podcast. But we saw all the possibilities of offering photography services over there it's like if they're an evolved version of montreal in the sense that they already understand how important media is and how important pictures is are so um like people are more open to to just trying new things I think, yeah exactly from what we've experienced in our three days there yeah well you were three days i've been there previously okay, yeah, but true. you could get you get a certain true. vibe and the vibe is usually good so it's a good vibe and I'm not saying that montreal is not good montreal no, is there but we're open yeah, we're open to that. So I guess, yeah, that's what we've been up to. So what gear do we bring? That's a great uh, transition into our podcast. What gear would we bring to Toronto? Yeah, what did you bring to Toronto? Could I brought my Sony A7 Mark II. Okay. And I also had a my go-to lens and my only lens for now. <laughs> a 35mm 2.8. Sick. Uh, for me, that, that lens is... How I always saw that 35mm is because it's the closest... Um, uh, it's the closest dynamic range to your eye. Like whatever you see, mm. uh, that lens is literally your really? your vision. Yeah, really. You so, never told me that. Okay. Well, that's telling you <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. So that lens is always. I've always had an interest in that lens because I always tend to see certain things, and what other way to see and capture it with a thirty-five millimeter? Also, you're telling me that a thirty-five mil is the most precise to your eye. Yes. Or the more realistic or comparable. Like more realistic, comparable. Like if you're just standing straight in front of you and then you just pick up your camera right to your eye, it's obviously going to have a little bit difference, but it's going to be the closest. So if go on my Instagram and you'll you'll notice those pictures, like uh, not the zoomed in ones, but you'll notice the ones that are 
literally if as if you were walking on the street. Yeah. Actually, cool. fits with my first question, which is an obvious question that we had to ask. So you just said we, the gear you use, you're shooting Sony A7 Mark II. Uh, why? Uh, why? Um, why Sony? And why? Yeah. Just why, why in Sony? general? You no, know, just why? Mm. Why? Why? Why everything? <laughs> why? What? How? Yes, your why? What? How? Uh, I initially used to shoot on my iPhone, and then I switched to my sister's Nikon D90. Okay. And also, in between that period, it was going from like a miniature phone to a bulky ass, uh, big camera, you know. And then I just didn't like the bulkiness. I didn't like carrying it in a in a big bag everywhere I go. Mm. Uh, it was just really heavy. And for me, as someone that shoots pretty low key, I just it wasn't ideal for me to just pick that up right in front sense. of my face and yeah. take a picture of someone. Mm. Uh, so I did my research, and then I never heard of mirrorless cameras before, and I was like, damn. Sony looks like they're they're doing pretty good with this this market and uh, I took more information and I decided to go with this actually no I decided to go with the Sony A sixty five hundred because before. I had dabbled into video and I I still like video it's just back then I was really into video and I the Sony A sixty five hundred was probably one of the best at va- for its value okay for video and then you switched and then to... I took photography more seriously and then I switched to the A seven Mark two good what's the biggest uh comparison or the biggest the what are the biggest differences i should say between your last sony and this sony uh performance wise of course okay but again the 6500 is really good it's just it's a the only down downside of it was it, it was a crop sensor yeah and uh and for you your level your customers for right photographer now. and for photography you need you need to have a full frame no, i'm not saying you could yeah. you could still do photography with a crop but for the lens variation for Sony, okay. most of them were all full frame. And yeah. I, every time you would have a full frame Sony lens on a crop sensor, mm-hmm. it would just be uh, a 1.5 times. Yeah, the whole, yeah, 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 yeah. So it got complicated and I was like, I can't handle this. So, so that's why. Yeah. And oh, also, I guess the look, the old school look of the Sony camera, it's like. Old school. I don't find it old school. It, I find they it's look, like, they look like the old camera. Yeah, okay, like the, they're the smaller, size, but small. Yeah. And Fuji looks like an older camera. Yeah, true. that's clean. True. But the Sony's but, but the size was probably what did it, and okay. the 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 capabilities of the Sony camera. Well, that was good. Yeah, I could relate to that. Um, in the yeah, sense, you too. No, didn't you just switch? Yeah, yeah, I actually just switched. It's something I wanted to hope to talk about, so I'll do it now. But um, I picked up. I was always Canon. Like my first camera, even like just for jokes to pick up, was like Canon Rebel Kiss. I don't know if you guys remember that. Some that's some old stuff right there. And it had like a huge battery pack that I could hold on the side and really feel like a shooter. It was sick. <laughs> and like that stock uh, 16 to 35 lens or whatever it was. I forget what it is. Anyways. It did the job. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. I'd take my pictures for Kijiji with that. Like when I'd had things what? to sell, I wanted to be more professional than like the iPhone or the regular camera shooters. I shot with the Canon. Anyways, and then from there, um, I got the T3i. Well, actually, my dad had the T3i and then I picked it up from him. Um, and what was weird is that I was shooting the T3i, the Canon T3i, with, believe it or not, a 2470, um, my current 2470 millimeter, like the 2.8, the mm-hmm. L series there. So I had such a great glass on such a, on a an okay yeah. body, you know what I mean? And it, it was great. It was a great setup. And then after that, so I shot with that for a whole year. I still wasn't doing anything professional, uh, just for fun, still my rooftops and shit. And then... I was like, okay, it's time to, I want to print my pictures. I want to like, you know, sell those huge landscapes I'm capturing. So I went to full frame and I went with the 5D Mark II. 
and I shot that for a solid year and a half. I broke it, fixed it, broke it, fixed it. It was my beast. It was crazy. But also, a, a point that was important for me was the size also. I didn't realize it. I just got so used. What, what made you switch, though? That um, The size, that's definitely a okay. factor. Like, I was shooting this big mama with a huge, my yeah, huge yeah, 24. Yeah. It was huge. And then... Um, but what made me switch is that that camera was getting extremely old. It was getting a bitch to to use. It got foggy too sometimes. Eh? It would cloud up. I don't know. We went no. to this camping trip once, and it like that it was my lens. Up. That was okay, my that lens. Was lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, my lens also was all fucked up because it's like super old. I've dropped it like five times oh and things God. like that. But um, <laughs> disclaimer: no. don't drop your lens. <laughs> no, don't drop your lens. But the fact that it was so big, I remember putting a twenty four seventy on that T three on a tripod for a thirty second exposure. It stayed there for so long, it dropped. And then it just hit the cement. But anyways, so yeah, so why I switched, uh, performance is huge. Like, the, from going from an, such an old dinosaur Canon camera to this new Sony. Oh, by the way, I didn't even say, I'm no. shooting the A7R 3 right now. Like, one of the newest uh, Sony cameras. And it's amazing. It's just, it's so, such a sharp camera. It's great to hold. Like, even if the ergonomics might seem weird, it feels great. Uh, compact. I could put my Canon lenses with my Metabones on it, which I love. Uh, yeah, just much more accessible and so many more features. God damn, it's crazy. Do you have, right now you're using, on your Sony, you're still using your Canon lenses? Yeah, 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 because I, I didn't have enough budget to. Okay, uh, but would you say there's a difference or like you've used some of my lenses too, like. Well, I use your lens, yeah, but I've also, yeah, I've tried Sony mm-hmm. lenses. Well, there's definitely like, because right now I'm only unlocking half of the potential yeah, with yeah. my, with my lenses, right? Because like, for example, the Sony has the eye tracking mm-hmm. and uh, the, for the focus. And I cannot access that feature because I'm using Canon lenses. So yeah. what I'm saying, I don't have the same electronics and the same software gear. Would you still recommend using the Canon lens on a Sony body, if, though? If you have them, yes. And you got to buy the Metabones. And if you're not ready to do the switch like I was. But if you're getting into photography and you're buying your body and lenses, don't buy Canon and don't buy the Metabones. There's no goal to do it. Have you tried any other adapters? Besides the Metabones, because I know there's a lot out there. Yeah. Some people would all, would often go for um, the lower end one and just yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. shoot it out. What would you recommend? I've never tried them personally, okay. but I've done a shit ton of research when I was buying the Metabones. Mm-hmm. And... Not worth it? It's weird because it's not worth it. It's like some people are telling me like they found some for like 57 bucks on yeah, eBay. Yeah, that too. And they worked. And I was like, what? But then it only worked with specific series of lenses from Canon. And it Canon. worked for like 30 days. No, no, it actually <laughs> okay. worked. Like they were, okay. fi- they were happy with it. Okay. Like one of my friends, he uses it and he's in clubs all the time and he needs the quickest autofocus even okay. in, the dark, in, the, in dark scenes. That's actually crazy. And it worked. And he paid 57 bucks, but it only works with one of his lenses. But I wasn't ready for the risk. Okay. So I recommend if you have Canon and you're switching to Sony but want to keep your glass, go with the Metabones. The, I think it's the Mark IV Metabones, whatever it is. No. And also, just to add on, like, one thing about Sony lenses, it, they're expensive. I'm not going to lie. They're yeah, yeah, pretty they are. fucking expensive. Yeah. But, I mean, you work with what you have. That's why right now I'm yeah. still using this one lens that I have. And then whenever I need to, I'll yeah. go rent for this, this This fits in great transition again okay. here to my to my other question. What are your top three lenses you would pick? Now, you just said that you're shooting with the 35 2.8. That's yeah. your one lens right now. Yeah. You've that had other be, lenses in the That would past. rank number number one. Okay. Because it's just, I've been shooting with that. Even on my Nikon, I had a 35. Oh, cool. So, okay. uh, that's probably my number one. My number two, I've I've been inspired by other people. I want to try it a lot. Uh, it's the 85 millimeter. Yeah, obviously. It's just, it, 
I've tried 50. I've tried any everything below or over, but I can't. Haven't tried 85 yet. Oh, you haven't? I yet? haven't Do tried you keep the 85. Want to buy it? I want to buy so it. I want it. to try it, but mm-hmm. I need to try it first, right? Well, like you know, I I rented it during my my trip there in Mexico, yeah. and I think I told you quick, quick. But for the listeners, the eighty five is so sharp. It's such a great lens. It's such like it's small, compact, and it reaches to this point. Like it's like, like a zoom. But how I feel it's about like, it, the pictures I've seen, it's like I almost feel like I can make a connection with someone because it's just yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a good so point. into your face, into your into this. <laughs> it's so into your face, you know. Like so, I think that's why I want to explore that. Mm-hmm. This kind of zoom rather than a 50 because 50 and 35 there's almost like it's almost like three steps back yeah exactly i agree so it's like yeah, yeah. i could do a lot more with an 85 and mm-hmm. tell a different story than what i've been doing with my 35 very and true like, very true and and it's a complete different change from how i'm seeing uh photography with 35 millimeters and then 85 millimeters completely different because it's not mm-hmm. uh what You're I'm literally seeing. entering a z- someone's uh, intimate zone, I guess, yeah, without basically. them really reacting to it and feeling un- uncomfortable with it. And the bokeh on it is amazing. Yeah, well, it's so even the 1.4, the 1.8, like yeah, I was trying to 1.8, yeah. and you saw yeah. my pictures. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so, and that's two. Three? Yeah, number three. So you said 35 and 85, and number three would. I almost want to go with the typical 2470. It's like yeah, yeah, it's like your typical one, like that you almost need. Okay, okay, but you you. You're not gonna have a twenty four seventy, a thirty five, and an eighty five, would you? Because mm. <laughs> you're literally kind of like in the ranges already. It depends. Let's say let's if I had a thirty five two point eight and then uh, eighty five one point uh, two, <laughs> then then it's a different story. But yeah. I want to say twenty four seventy just to okay, go. Well, Why? I don't know. It's just so versi- it's so versatile. You could do literally anything. It goes. It's almost like an in-between with both my lenses that okay. I, my first two lenses. Yeah. Um, and also, like, for for anything, for adventures that you want to go to, for travel, it's, the Sony one, it's not that heavy. Yeah. But the expensive. Canon one is pretty fucking heavy. Yeah. But price-wise, is like, it's Sony ones is, is, like, almost 3K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so no wide angles in your list. Because 24 is borderline. You, you don't consider 35 a wide angle? But no, 35 is not wide. That's a I'll joke. Google it and I'll, it'll tell you it's a wide angle. Okay, but I don't consider it. And that's a take, joke. Take five steps back and yeah. it's a wide angle. <laughs> Jesus, no. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, those are my three. Okay, interesting. I actually want to know your top three. Top three. Okay, well, 2470 for the longest time has been easy, my top one. Answer. But... Uh, I'm really not feeling it these days. Like, I don't, like you said, it's heavy. The ranges are, like, I literally either use the 24 or the 70. I don't use all the grades between. What'd you bring to Megatic? I brought a 25. Uh, no, 20, 25. 25. I'm mixing 30. Yeah. My to- I have a 24 millimeter fixed 1.4. Okay. That's a god lens. Yeah. Um, I had that in the, in the 85. Oh, okay. So what was amazing was that, I was like, okay, because I really, I really like landscape photography, obviously, right? I like capturing the whole image, but sometimes I wanted to shoot a brand or capture, you know, like one of my friends, like passing through this golden snow that was falling on him, you know? Okay. When I say golden because of the sun, obviously, yeah. there's no glitter snow. <laughs> Anyways, and um, so I was like, oh, okay, I see that moment coming. I switched right away to my 85, capture it, but then I got, I want to get the wide image of like him being more of like a figurine in my picture, put back the 24. Okay, but... 
don't you see how the 2470 comes into handy yeah, for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, and I, that's what I've been doing okay, my whole okay, life. Okay. But it's bulky, it's heavy, it's much le- much less sharp than okay. my 24. Like, we could argue that both of them are L-series, yeah, yeah. both of them are 24, but it's less. So the fact that there's a zoom, the fact that it's not fixed, it's less sharp. Okay. And I just love the sharpness, and I just like how it's two small lenses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Where you can just clip on right away and then yeah and you, they're selling those things you could put on your belts there or on the top of your pockets it's like, <laughs> like a grenade yeah, yeah, yeah literally you know what i'm talking about you could like switch and slide them back i'll look into that at some point it's, yeah okay so 2470 i would say is my top one lens because it's the one i've been using but i want to ditch it so if i ditch it i go 24 mil okay 24 okay. millimeter 85 millimeter all right obviously because i have to for our product photography and our you know just, just customer day, work yeah, yeah. and then the my last one would probably be um, I forget if it was a 16. It was not a fisheye, fish but like borderline fisheye. I, I think, think there's like a 12. I forget what it is. There's a 12 also, but I'm not I sure. forget the numbers. Is it I for really Sony or? Oh, uh, it was Canon. I used okay. to look at Canon. I really don't care about the numbers. I just know that when it's, when it's wide, it's wide. Okay. And that's... that's Why you prefer wide? Well, because all my photography is wide. Okay. You know what I mean? But like I'm, I'm on a rooftop. I want the whole thing, you know. What I, I like everything. Everything at the one shot is amazing. That's the difference, though. Like with an eighty-five mil, you can't really capture the intimacy of a rooftop or a no. Butt. You can't. A but what's crazy with an eighty-five is you could get creative on a rooftop and really get those lines between buildings mm-hmm. or getting this like that architecture use abstract photography. If I were to be on a rooftop or if I were to be at a landscape yeah. uh, place to shoot, and I had an eighty-five, I would probably focus more not on the on on the wide areas of the place. I would focus on the little details. Where yeah. it tells you, uh, where it tells you that you're at this place. But again, that's that just tells you so much about your own photography. Yeah, and of course. Like and it, it's cool that you get those elements too. And again, like now being on, if I go on a rooftop, we're just using this example because mm-hmm. it's a good example to envision here. But I do both. You know what I mean? Because I love everything in yeah, all yeah, the worlds, yeah, right? Yeah. So I just want everything. So that's why I get everything. So yeah, three lenses would be at a hella wide. So probably like a sixteen or a twelve or borderline fisheye. Fisheye is like eight, so yeah, 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 that's too much. I'm not a skater boy. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then there's 24, and then the 85 for the win. All right, oh, cool. and another lens I use, like, just to throw it out there, is a hundred millimeter. Once I someone lended it to me, and an 80, the no hundred millimeter. I can't, I forget the the aperture, but anyways, like it was 1.8. Crazy lens. That's really interesting too for portrait. It's called it's a for macro portrait? lens. Yes, it's considered a macro okay, lens, okay. but for portraits, you could get some stuff that you would not expect usually pretty soon. I didn't expect that. It's pretty cool. Again, and, and, again, this podcast is not sponsored by yeah. Sony or Canon <laughs> So yet. if ever you guys want to let us try your stuff, that'd be cool. We're not sponsored yet. Okay, yeah, back okay, to yeah. what you were saying. So. Anyways, yeah, those, that was my question. Okay, you, let's change this. Uh, well, you kind of answered the three lenses, but my question more specific is, is there a lens you prefer for travel, for commercial, and for day-to-day? Yeah, like well, one for each. Okay, well, that's kind of what I said. Um, one for each. Okay, so travel. Yeah. All twenty four seventy answers all those questions. Okay. If I had to pick one lens, literally twenty four seventy. I guess it depends, right? I guess it depends what context or where you're going or what type of commercial shoot. Yeah. Okay, I guess I guess you basically answered that. We would we wouldn't want to repeat that. No. Um, have you ever had any experience with manual lenses? No, never. No? Never. So I I'm going to give my own input on manual lenses. It's You have to have lots of patience. Oh, my God, yeah. And you know that's why I don't have it. 
Well, for this is this is my opinion. This is like you could have an expert like eighty five year old man talk about manual lenses because he's waiting his whole life for that <laughs> shot. Uh, <laughs> but my experience with manual lenses is, I just I can't do it. You can't. I just can't do it. But I, you manual focus all the time. Yes, but that's because Sony has a system oh, in place true. Yeah, yeah. where it allows you to see where you're focusing and yeah. uh, what's not in focus. So my experience with manual lenses again before I had a Sony was like it just it just made me like discouraged of okay. using those type of lenses or even using that function what manual lens did you have i had a 12 millimeter oh yeah yeah jeez and it was just like oh yeah rockinon or something yeah, like Ro- that yeah 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 it is not sponsored by rockinon <laughs> um, but no i those lenses they're just something that i i you can't do street photography with that you can't do um action photography you can't do it's hard you know what i, I just realized i said no but i shoot film 25 percent of my time though and, and I it's manual manual focus. Focus. <laughs> but i'm just thinking i'm i'm like okay i'm behind my sony there's no way I'm okay, okay. Um, there's no way manual focus. so yeah, yeah what do you think about manual like shooting manual like, well i would never on my digital fo- camera because my digital camera is there i, ca- I get the yeah, picture that's it that's so all say your I experience with your film let's say yeah, yeah but since yeah i've been shooting film for like two years now something like that and I love the manual focus when I'm shooting film because I'm taking so much time when I'm taking a picture, right? I'm, especially with my medium format, I'm looking through, okay? And it's reverse mirroring, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got to really get the angles properly. If I'm going left, I know it's going right. So then I'm adjusting my frame. Then I'm adjusting the settings because I don't have a light meter. So I have to kind of go off my gut. And then manual focus. You know what I mean? So it's normal. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. On my uh, Nikon um like just 35 mil camera that I use for street. Okay, the SRT. Then? Yeah, it's pretty, it's a 50 yeah, mil yeah. and the focus is so quick, I find. Okay. That uh, I, I really don't mind it that much. But for digital, it's, it's not in my... It's not, like you have autofocus, why not use it when you have it? But yeah, exactly, exactly. <coughs> um, Actually, what is your opinion, because we're talking about lenses and things like that, what's your opinion on these other alternative lens companies? Like third so, party, third yeah, party lenses. Yeah, so like you, Sigma, for example, or Rokinon, like yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. Or... Um, the name is uh, Tom Ta, what's it called? Tamron. Yeah. What What's your opinion on those type of lenses? Mm, honestly, like Sony prices their their mm. lenses at an at a crazy amount. Even yeah. Canon doesn't have that price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Rokinon came out with a similar thirty five millimeter one point four. They actually Rokinon comes out with whatever Sony comes out okay. for half the price. Okay. Uh, I did a lot of research on it before I even bought any lenses. And um, one thing I noticed was that through reviews that I've read, the glass is literally, it's, that's the only difference. And, and um, what's it called? The the protection. Okay. So Sony lenses would be weather sealed and they yeah. would be more ready for yeah, the outdoors. Yeah. Meanwhile, these Rokinon ones is like cheap plastic. and Okay, okay. But it's same quality. Like You're sure? Quality wise, you when, when you, you zoom in, like yeah, bokeh wise, let's say it's yeah. the same thing. Maybe a slight yeah, difference. Bokeh is not a way to check your quality. But that too. But also, uh, what? How do you say this? Like, how do you say this? Just for what it's offering and for what its price, it gets the job done. Yeah. yeah okay. It I gets agree. the job done for half the price or even less. Something that uh, I actually posted on our account and you were more or less sure of what I was talking about was, remember that time where, well, it's, it's that time, I'm talking like it's been months ago, but it hasn't been that long, that Sigma, Sigma is probably 
in my eyes and my views it's like the top um, like third party lens yeah, yeah. it's like literally yeah. the best lens is for third party um but they're making sony lenses now they're making I lenses for sony okay you know no, no, remember that? never okay. heard of that but uh where was i getting with that yeah, they're so they're affordable lenses for Sony. So people are not going to be able. Too and yeah, 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 yeah. So like with all the features and everything, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. People could probably uh, I don't know you can't comment on podcasts, but anyways, people no, you, could uh, reach just, out to us yeah. and let me know if I'm false. I'd really like to get corrected on this, but I think they have all the features. Um, but what's so great and people are going crazy is that Sony just announced their new camera, right? I think it's your camera, but like the Mark III, I forget which one. Yeah, it is. yeah A7 Mark III. I think it's that yeah. one, right? Super affordable, full frame camera, the double SD slot, yeah, yeah. resolution's insane, all that stuff. The megapixels, your 24, your, like your basic, yeah, yeah. great quality in a camera for like pretty darn cheap. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, or like a day later, Sony, no, Sigma announced that they're going to be selling lenses for Sony. Oh, shit. So now you're going to be able to get a cheap-ass lens for good quality and a cheap-ass body for great quality. And what would be, I guess, to stay in the conversation, what would be yeah. your advice or something to somebody that uh, wants, let's say they're, in, question, let's say they're really. into photography, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, fuck, I don't have this much X amount of money to buy myself a Sony yeah. A7R III, or, yeah, 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 yeah. or let alone a, a Sony mirrorless. Yeah. What would be your advice to that? I know you're going to ask me that. But yeah, I was gonna. Um, I'll answer after. Well, I actually get quite a bit of um, of questions about that on Facebook a lot. Like mm-hmm. close friends of mine or friends of my brothers or things like that. They there's doing the switch often from high school to CJEP or university, right? Okay. And they're going into photography and they're like, "What lens or what camera should I buy?" No, no. And I always say, make the investment first because you're never gonna regret it after. Like. When I made my investment into my 5D Mark II, yeah. I didn't regret it. And I beat the shit out of it. I used it like crazy. But I paid like it was worth a grand and a half, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, so what I recommend to people is go with Sony, obviously, because now I feel more Sony is the future or whatever. You could explain Sony that for... Sony is the future. Well, Sony is the future. That's a huge debate we could get into. But mirrorless cameras, I know Canon is making mirrorless too, by the way. But um, yeah, the Sony mirrorless cameras are just so great. They offer so much. So I would literally invest in a crop frame Sony or even a full, even the camera that yeah, you have. Yeah, full frame, yeah. Yeah. We get whatever is stock lens. You'll pay two grand, 2.5, but you're in the game right away. And you could use it from starting your photography, like literally just figuring out how to set your aperture and your shutter speed mm-hmm. to going on trips. And you can even you know? learn setting aperture and ISO and all that on a regular SLR too. Yeah. Which prices are declining but yeah. i mean if you're starting and you're starting right now i think a mirrorless is the way to go for the future yeah you might as well start mirrorless now get used to all those functions yeah, yeah, yeah. and also one thing it's keep in mind it's like when you're starting photography you're not looking to sell your prints right away you're not looking to do true. client work all that stuff That's right away yeah. so thinking like like quality wise it doesn't have to be the craziest right away no you're right uh, but if you're already have a camera and you have enough of that camera and you want to switch because you want to do client work etc and you want to be able to print more pictures like then it's worth the investment so that's what i always say to people it's like it it's literally that it's just you you can't focus too much on having the best gear and having the best uh best lenses or whatever it's (laughs) like focus on uh mastering your craft first in photography And then and then work from there. I see this in two views. There's like the option A, which is you buy the cheapest camera you could find, DSLR you could find, learn the settings, learn how to shoot, 
Then you do that for a year, you get the grind. If you still love it, then pitch in a bunch of money. It's I you know think I mean? literally what I did with me. Yeah. Like my my first beer list was the Sony A sixty five hundred. Yeah. I bought that and it was probably around like one thousand something. And then with uh, yeah. with the um, what's it called with the lenses and everything, it was a thousand five. And then I grew out of it. I did. I I started practicing more, and then I got contracts, and I did more contracts, and I saved up eventually to buy myself another a full yeah. frame. Yeah. With the lens that I actually want, and so that's option A. So you went from yeah. an okay cheap camera yeah. to well, it's not that cheap. Actually. Well, it's a pretty no, good it's actually camera. pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you went from an okay camera to a great camera, yeah. but there's still a last step for you. I feel like yeah. you could get. I like, could the still boost camera. myself to yeah. get a crazier camera. Exactly. So that's option A. But then there's option B, where it's just like you jump in, you get the. Yeah. Freaking good camera, and you shoot it with the rest of your life. You could do that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and one thing that I guess a question that I I get often I don't know if you get it. It's like it triggers me. Okay, I'm gonna mention it. It every time you take a picture, let's say, yeah, and you publish it, and then someone instead of asking like, oh, where were you, or oh, that's such a nice picture. Oh, what camera do you use? Yeah. And then like I don't know. For me, it triggers me just because it's like. What's it gonna change for you to know a different camera or what camera I'm using? Like I can, I'm obviously gonna tell the person. It's just, uh, it's all about you working that camera that you have, anyways. Don't you yeah, think? I agree. Or I could be a little. No, no, I agree. A lot of people think like you in the sense that it's it's not about the gear, and uh, you know it's all yeah. about your eye and your creativity and things. And I agree, hundred percent. But and there's definitely a huge, like, um, how can I say? There's a huge difference, like. Often it'll be like kids or people that are trying to get into photography that'll yeah. ask you that question. And then that's, that's just because they're curious. Humans yeah, are like yeah. that. It's and then that's when I come in with the answer where it's like, oh, okay, well, it depends where you're starting in photography. With yeah. What I said before. Exactly. Like you say your camera, yeah. then ask them what's their goal in asking you that question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would do that. But as starting photographer, I used to ask all the time too. Like I was one. I of those asked two. too, and I got cold fucking responses well, from photographers. Yeah. Just like. Makes then, sense. Yeah, but we're sharing, and now that it's goes, all about goes sharing. back to our previous podcast. Yeah, it's go. about sharing, and it's about less feeding the ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that we talked about. What else? What else? I, I, uh, I, I guess we can finish off with this question. Go. Uh, what's something that you wish you knew when you started taking pictures? It's a tough one. You mean gear wise? Anything. Just something you wish you knew when you started taking pictures. Okay, well, since it's gear wise, I'll keep it gear wise. Something I wish I knew when I started taking pictures. Like it could be, it could be made, oh. it could be anything. Literally, like oh, I wish I knew, I wish I knew ISO right away without having to read okay, books. Okay. Or... What I wish I knew was actually Aperture Eight. Aperture Eight. <laughs> when I figured okay. out Aperture Eight or Eight Aperture, whatever the frick you want to call it, there, um, my life changed. My <laughs> phot- I swear to God, <laughs> my photography changed in the sense that. I would, like, my top photographers, they always had so much depth, and I could see everything from the foreground to the background, and I was like, damn, I love that. Again, like I said, I love having everything in a shot, you know, and I could look at the picture and look at all the details, you know? You know, have you ever played a Where is Waldo? Where is Charlie? You know what I'm talking about? It's one of those. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, though? Like, you're literally looking at every element. I love a picture like that, you know? And um, where was I going? Yeah, so... I was taking, for example, like the classic feet shot on top of a roof, okay? And I was focusing on my feet at like 4.5. And then the background was there, blurry, but it was a yeah, little blurry, yeah. fo- like bokeh kind of thing. And I was like, God damn, I couldn't. And then at some point, I don't know, I just did more research. This is when I was still baby photographer, yeah. okay? Uh, quote, unquote. And uh, <laughs> um, 
yeah so then i figured out that that's how i could get more depth more clearance in my background uh, or my foreground depending on where i'm focusing so aperture 8 for me okay. in my gear it was the best <laughs> i guess i'll answer quick quick before we leave um I guess something I knew, I wish I knew right away before when I started taking fixes, just learning how to use manual focus. Mm. But uh, as much as the work it takes and all of that, like, unfortunately, there's no such thing as knowing how to use manual options on camera right away. Sure. It takes literally um, months of shooting yeah. and just practicing. And that's my advice to you guys. But that's um, what's cool about that. You know so much about manual focusing now. Is that I know you haven't explored mm -hmm. this photography too much yet, but when you're going to get into astrophotography, mm -hmm. or if ever you do, yeah, yeah. or you're out there and you're in the dark, okay, and you want to take a picture of the stars or mm -hmm. of the cabin far away or whatever it is, you can't, um, you don't shoot autofocus, no, no. right? Because you got to focus. Often it's at infinity, but again, it will depend on your shot. And a lot of people have a hard time. I had a hard time, you know. Like when I'd be in those abandoned places and yeah, it was yeah, pitch dark, yeah. you have to manual focus, right? And then uh, what, what I do is, I'd fuck up my focus and yeah. then I'd screw my shot. And some of the product know. photography we've done, it's like yeah. manual focus as well. Yeah, yeah. But that's when you really need to get that detail. Yeah. And and I don't know, I guess with technology moving, it's like systems like Sony are implementing this manual focus assist yeah. that uh, I've been loving recently. <laughs> uh, Does that only work with Sony lenses? I'm not sure. Because I don't have it on my, I don't think I have it on mine. I'm not sure. I really don't know. I have to check that out. If someone knows, please let, please let Topa know. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, last question, then, just for the gigs, because I have it here. Okay. I wrote accessories, uh, integer, in, how do you say that? Point of thing, I guess. Um, accessories? Question yes. mark? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are your opinions on accessories? Because you'll see that person walking... For example, when I used to organize those photo walks, okay? Okay, yeah, with like There were some people showing up okay. with two cameras, the straps that they got from this specific place because the strap does this, this thing. And they had like bags that would heat your batteries for you and tripods with like freaking, I don't even know anymore, lasers to level. I don't know if that exists there, what? but with like uh, lasers that. No, you know, you know when you do construction, you oh, okay, find yeah, a level? That, that, a leveler. A leveler, yeah. yeah. Laser. Relax, so, what's what? your opinion on accessories? What's good? What's too just much? Just accessories in general, yeah. or just? What do you What do you depends. have first of all, like accessories? <laughs> I have a tripod that I don't use. That's great. <laughs> um, well, you have a tripod. Yeah, oh, not that exactly. small little thing. Exactly. No, no, I have an. I have an actual really? tripod. It's just I oh. don't use it. You don't even have it. Um, bring it. I have that. I have my camera, and I have my camera strap. What else? I have a battery pack is that battery grip oh you do have a battery yeah grip. battery that grip is that is that is actually very useful very very useful there you go uh because again this is probably why we're not sponsored by sony <laughs> sony batteries are very bad uh, <laughs> well um use okay. yours yes my generation probably. yeah okay. mine is amazing okay well it's not as good as canon but it's amazing okay, but anyways. it's the uh, it's frame mirrorless it takes so much anyways energy. the battery grip has come into handy for me doing shoots so that's a good accessory uh yeah very good accessory okay okay tripod less for me because i'm i'm yeah. not gonna just stand in the street and <laughs> hold up let me just roll my camera on the tripod <laughs> hold up let me just manual focus. would like, there be any the would there be any accessories you'd want to get yeah i want to get a lighting kit like oh, a lighting studio geez. is that even considered an ex yeah is it, considered? it is accessory yeah it is i feel like that's unless unless it'd thing. be something permanent at a studio yeah, yeah. uh but I guess a whole lighting because I want to explore with lighting. Yeah. It's for me. It feels well, we fun. have. You yeah, we have, and it's yeah. interesting to me. It's like yeah. now I want to get into deep with like portrait or or something. I don't know. 
when I, I when I say we have, uh, we got to give credits to the people at Totem true, because true. there are, we have other fellow photographers over there, and one of them, a member, has her own kit. And shout out Catherine. Yeah, Catherine shout out Ong. to Catherine. And uh, she, we're very privileged to get to use her gear once in a while. But definitely, whenever Into This has its own institution, we'll need to have our own uh, our own studio. institution. Well, our own institution. It's like our own uh, building, our own collective space. That's what it's called. So not my fault. Really? Is it? Yeah, an institution, schools, an institution of society. Into this one day, we'll be an institution. Yeah, <laughs> hey, getting Jinping, all Jinping. deep here. No, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, um, yeah. you're gonna, we're gonna have to have our own studio yeah. at some point. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Accessories. Did I answer your question? You did. You did. And the answer why I don't use a tripod? Did you? Yeah, because you say you're not gonna go in the well, streets and roll out a tripod. <laughs> and I don't shoot at night, and it's yeah, oh, a, and it's something I want to do too. Shoot okay, at night. Cool girl. And I I used to own a flash, but I sold that. I haven't. Uh, oh really? I haven't dabbled into. I've done event photography, but it's like it. Oh, you don't need flash. Well, we haven't been using flash. Like I, I did like the weekends after party. Yeah. I had I had a flash there and it was oh, just true. I, I like using it and there's a lot of good photographers out there that know how to work a flash. Yeah. It's not just pointing it at, at the other person. It's like <laughs> it's ways how you bounce the light off is yeah. what makes the art of flash photography and shout out to the ones doing killing it out there. I just haven't I don't have the patience for it. I actually have one, but it got broke because I lent it to my friend okay. that went to a party with it and okay. someone punched it. <laughs> punched <laughs> yeah, sure, let me just punch the flash. <laughs> yeah, rage quit. Anyways, but um, I actually, back when I was shooting, this was, oh, that's why I don't use it because it's yeah, broken. Yeah, I remember you told me. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I discovered it through doing portraits even just out, out there, like balancing my light. Okay. But that's all. What, you use the flash though? Yeah, I used to use quite for... a flash. Like when I take, I used to do um, just portraits for fun. Okay. And uh, people just. Of people, yeah. Okay. And when I used to charge like 40 bucks a shoot there, oh, you know, <laughs> those couple shoots and everything there, <laughs> I used to use the flash outdoors because like getting a backlight with the sun and getting a flash oh, okay. in the front to take away the shadows that, you know, for yeah, the exposure, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was amazing. I get some crazy pictures, but I don't use it anymore. Yeah. Accessories that. You? Any more questions? I mean, no, I don't use accessories. I have, I changed. I have like this kind of luxury, luxurious uh, strap, I guess you could say. It just has extra cushioning. Okay. Yeah, okay. twenty four seventy with that five yeah. D Mark II is heavy, so I got that. Um, at some point, when Red Bull there, they sent me their can and they wanted me to shoot their can for mm -hmm. them in the summer. Um, they sent me this camera strap along. It was really cool. It was a great package. Like it was literally a box with my name engraved in oh, it really? with a Red Bull. Yeah, what I never told hell? you this. No. Oh, I still have it. Sick. And so I had the Red Bull logo engraved with my name, like at William Topa. Shout out to myself. And, uh, <laughs> and, I'm going to mute that. And uh, it came with a bunch of gear. And one of those things, it was a bunch of accessories, actually, okay. for my phone. It had those lenses, those stuff. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, it came with a uh, strap there that, you know, when uh, I'm doing a gesture of how you could. Oh, the hand strap. Yeah, you okay, know, okay, like okay, how yeah, people, yeah. they just let it yeah. uh, okay. how do you say that? hang, hang off hang, their, their yeah. wrist. But I've never used it. Anyways. That's okay. actually an accessory that I, that I invested. You would get? Like when you're holding your camera and then you just put it around your hand. Yeah. I don't know, it's pretty cool. It's just for safety, I feel more than anything. But I don't know, I prefer my strapped around my neck, it's way better. Okay, cool. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're good here. Okay, I, I hope you guys know. actually like that. Yeah. I had fun doing that. Yeah, it's good. It's I don't good normally too. talk about gear when unless it's like somebody asking me like what camera do I use. Yeah. But uh, get it I hope you guys sure. actually get something out of this and we look forward to the next one. Yeah, it was good. Very fun. Next one will be, uh, we don't know yet. We actually wanted to record maybe two today, but uh, we won't overdo it, I think. And... 
we'll come up with another one in the upcoming weeks and uh, let us know if you have any questions for the next podcast actually yeah so again just check us out on instagram that's how you can reach out to us yeah so what's add your into this MPL. oh yeah add into this mpl is our both obviously okay. mine's uh william topa even though i named it before and yours is david ben uh it's a b-i-s-n-l anyways you, you get the point your name. <laughs> you get yeah, the point add into this mpl or check out our website reach out to us through there we're good yeah we're good all right thanks guys